What's up, everybody? Moonshine Mark here, Shotgun Mulligan Podcast, sitting here with my boy CC Stats, your boy. Moonshine's got a real mic tonight, fellas. Let's go. Moonshine is back, folks. He's back. He's not like he's caught. It doesn't sound like he's calling in from from Eastern Europe. It's crazy. Is that he's to keep, back. I can to see him on the guessing. screen. He's got a nice big mic. He's ready to go. How to keep people guessing, man? You just like they they just want to know where I was coming from. You never know. Well, I have to tell you, I played the pod in the car with the wife the other day. She's like, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so did, and so did my son. My son goes, why does he sound like that? So <laughs> I think they'll both be pleased with the sound this week. Yeah, it's nice that we're a real podcast again, but we're here. That's right. That's we right. had real content, but the sound is back. <laughs> it happens from time to time. We're good. What you drinking over there, brother? Well, you know, your boy um, came home and uh, dabbled into some bourbon a little early. So I tried, I I bought a little mini bottle about a month ago, some Elijah Craig. So I gave it a go. Nice. But you know what? Today's not National Bourbon Day. So your boy, about 15 minutes ago, busted all the stuff out, made himself a margarita for National Margarita Day. All right. I like it. (laughs) A little, little orange margarita. I had some fresh oranges. So I squeeze a little orange. Do you do the... Do you do the fresh, like fresh mix, or do you do like the just the pre made stuff? No, I make my own. So <clears> you got to the, squeeze the juice, pour a little lime, did a little lime, drip a sec, little, little Terramana tequila. We're good to go. Nice. Yeah. Something different. Do you spice it up? Do you do the spicy marg or no? I do like a good spicy marg. Um, normally, most of the time when I make them, I throw a little chili lime in there. Mm-hmm. But I bought some stuff at the ABC store that's, uh, um, uh, it's like a, so you don't have to use like triple sec or um, agave. Uh-huh. It's already kind of pre-made. I still haven't found the right stuff though. I like it. I like it. Nice little punch. So right. I'll, I'll do that. I, I didn't, I didn't have jalapenos recently. So I got some, so next time I make one, I'll probably chop some jalapenos up for those. In there yeah, you got their little jalapenos in there yeah. with a little spice to it. That's right. So your boy wanted to bring it out. Um, just like mid what you're drinking. So I'm going tonight with a little whiskey. Um, so I went off our boy dad's from drinking bourbon and went down the wheat route. So I got mm-hmm. me some Bernheim original Kentucky straight wheat whiskey, seven year aged. Nice. I'm gonna give it a pour, man. There you go. Definitely not neat. Definitely not neat. It's gotta be a <laughs> tiny bit cold, but so I was reading a little bit about it. It said it's, um, uh, you know, it's got all the original, you know, rye and, and barley or whatever, corn, but they went heavy on the wheat because I guess that's that's kind of an original type whiskey is like a little bit more of a weeded whiskey. Maybe because it was cheaper, I don't know. But Oh, that's clutch. That's silly. Moonshine's got a new favorite. Ooh, it's like sweet and and like got some smoke on the end. Mm. See, now only imagine if you had a Glen Karen glass to drink it out of. I know, right? I got to go down that weed hole, man. I like weed of whiskeys. He he's he knows what he's talking about. I just picked up uh, a four a four roses, a new four roses, a small bit. Not a, I don't know it was a small batch, but it was a different different some different. Um, Did you go with the single barrel, the skinny bottle, or because I have that one? It's it's silly. No, I don't think it was a skinny barrel. It might have been just a small batch. Maybe it wasn't a new one. I did see nice. the single barrel, <clears throat> but good stuff. I'll have to check that Bernheim out. A little weeded whiskey. So, uh, so I have to fill you in stats. So your boy, 
did make it to the riff as you as some of our listeners probably saw on instagram i made it dude it's a blast I'm, I'm hoping that you took my advice and you dropped your stuff off and you stayed as long as possible. So I was sitting here on Saturday. I mean, I'm watching, I guess, five o'clock and I go, well, it's only two o'clock their time. I'm like, he's still got two and a half more hours before he's got to be anywhere. <laughs> but man, now you had some good pictures. I, I wanted to hear about the course. I want to hear what your thoughts of the course were. I mean, you texted me a little bit and just said it's, it's ridiculous. So, so initial thoughts. All right. So I pull in, um, taking my Uber there. And of course, you know, I have to pull a little CC stats, you know, you're trying to convince me into staying as late as possible. So we're on our way cruising over there. It said it's 30 minutes over. So I've said, Hey, you know, sir, how long does it take to get back? You know, roughly two o'clock on, on a Saturday. And he initially told me 35 minutes. I was like, let's go. <laughs> it might give me another half hour in. But then as we pull in, he was like, ah, it's probably like more like 45. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, I'll leave one thirty, two o'clock. I'll try to be a good husband and, and get back, you know, with about 30 minutes to change and then roll. So we, you roll into Pacific Palisades and it's almost, it's a little confusing because you just, you're going back in like a little neighborhood that, I mean, to us, looks like a middle-class type neighborhood, but I'm sure the houses are all like three million apiece. But you're rolling back, kind of weaving through a little community, and then we get to a school, and my Uber driver's like, I don't think we're at the right place. And I'm like, well, it looks like it says Uber drop-off right there. I mean, I was like, we've got to be at the right place. And he's like, I don't know. I don't see a golf course around here. I don't think we're at the right place. (laughs) So I'm like, what? It, it says the Uber drop off. I was like, if it's if it's if we're not the right place, it's my fault. Don't worry about it. So they did have it set up nice, but it was they dropped you off kind of you know far into the community, like near a high school, and then you did a kind of about a five ten minute walk. So you come down in there, and then as you kind of come in, it brings you in on hole one. So the you know the big par five, pretty short par five actually. You know where right. that the easiest hole in the course they say. Um, but I just get there, stats, and I'm staying next to the fairway, and I just realize how freaking narrow Riviera fairways are. It's no joke. It's more narrow than Torrey Pines, from what yeah. I remember from TV. At least some of them. I mean, some of them are wider, but hole one, it was just like, welcome to Riviera. Like, this is no joke. Some of those holes on the back nine, it's just like, it's like a sliver. Sliver. I mean, I'm telling you, it's probably – 15 yards wide wow. I, mean, I took that one picture of it 15 maybe 20 yards but it's probably 15 yards wide tiny i mean straight is an arrow but right. if you hit it like me your boy's gonna be in the rough you know it's like, <laughs> <In> the kakuya <laughs> the kakuya that grass is interesting though like coming up it's kind of um almost Weed. yeah it's weedy it's bermuda kind of but you can see them like i was, i came in alex norns hitting little wedges by the green just doing little floppers and they're getting one stuck occasionally and just barely nubbing, you know, a little flopper short. It's just, it definitely catches kids clubs, you know, but, um, so to summarize a little bit earlier. So I went to the driving range a little bit, checked out, um, McIntyre, saw Robert McIntyre hitting some, hitting some irons and, and, and a roll up and go up to the, the 10. I wanted to start at 10. So I go down 10 and your boy looks to the left and all I see is Tito's. No one's over at the bar except a couple guys just sitting up there. It's like 8.30. I did see somebody with the beer. I'm like, okay, I'm not an alcoholic. I can go up there and get a drink. <laughs> so I go up, 
and they have all the fixings tito's the lady's like how are you doing this morning sir you know coming out of oh. the golf tournament i was like nothing better than being here <laughs> moonshine's all in <laughs> i said i said you got tito's and bloodies she goes sir do you want it spicy I said, let's hell go. yeah, let's go. She goes, do you want a double? I go, fucking yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> Goddamn uh, Saturday. And I'm that's what I was talking about. 8.30 in the morning, Bloody Mary, doubled it up. Real silly. But yeah, man, Tim, Tim was wild, tiny green. But yeah, so it was a great day. Tons of great golfers. I got to see, uh, met up with your boy, Callie Craig. Um, All that. So uh, just saw some amazing shots. Like Xander Shoffley pulled a wedge like over the green, was had no green to work with. So he flings it up on the hill, you know, right at the edge of the clubhouse, over the green, throws it on the hill and rolls it all the way back down to green, rolls all the way to the front within a foot. I'm Jeez. like, how do you just – like just watching these guys envision shots. And for the first time, I was close to guys a little bit more – than other tournaments because we kind of walked down the back nine um, Mm -hmm. where a lot of the leaders and things were going off the front, uh, which where we started. But I I thought that was the best thing we've ever done because it literally was wide open. I'm like, we're standing next to John Rahm, like right next to him mashing that drive, which which you saw the video on when his swing is vicious. Like I've never seen a swing that (laughs) that violent before. And uh, but no, it was fun, man. We had a blast. Um, great golfers, a lot of top ten golfers in the world. The course would kill us. Stats, I'm telling you, it's so hard. You. it looks so <clears throat> hard. I, I well, of course, and we talked about this last week on how I we talk about how I want a true test. And then freaking Joaquin Neiman goes out and throws <laughs> a back to back sixty threes, and I'm it. like, well, so much for a true test. But I mean, I mean, it's. It, it would be very interesting to see that course with a little bit thicker rough, a little bit faster greens. I mean, I don't know how much narrow the fairways can get. The, the greens were fast. The greens were fast. In, in part, they're slopey. They're real slopey. So it's, right. it's, it's like kind of like – it did remind me a little bit like Tory because they're the hard, slopey greens. They're not just, mm-hmm. just fast everywhere. But, like, for the most part, the slopier ones are, are rocket. Yeah, like, I, I, like two green, there's no chance I would get out of there less than a three putt. It, it was horrible how, well, how hard it was. What I saw is guys, they knew where to miss. I mean, he shot 63, back-to-back 63s. He was 16 under, which he said, I think he set a 54-hole record. And he came back to earth a little bit on Sunday. What did he finish at, 19? Yeah, I think he was only three under on the final So, day. I think he was – yeah, it's three under on the weekend, even on Sunday, which – the guys had to push and chase him and guys were trying, but like, I don't know. I was just, I was surprised the scores were that high, especially since last year, 12 under was the, was the playoff. Right. So, I think the, the, like you were saying, the rough was pretty weak to be yeah, honest for, for a PGA I tour. I mean, it literally was, it looked like second cut, which was strange. I don't know why they didn't grow it up. Maybe it's the drought. I mean, I know they got some rain, I don't know when, maybe a month ago or something yeah. um, is what some of the locals were saying, but it's been pretty dry the last month. So, uh, so maybe Possible. it was just, it was just dry and they weren't able to grow it up enough. I'm not sure, but, but they were, the rough was kind of weak. So maybe that's what yeah. um, kind of fostered some decent scores. But I think if the U S opened that place, like full out rough, 
it would be a struggle to make even par. Could you like, could you imagine coming into eighteen? You got a one stroke lead and you're playing eighteen at the US Open on a US Open course, and they narrow that fairway up and grow the rough out, dude. No I chance. Mean, it's a long second shot. It's, it is. But then if you kind of pinch it off to the right a little bit and you got to hit a cut up in it, like. Ooh. Well, the the drive's tough enough because it's yeah. up a, it's up a uphill. big incline. You you see it on TV and it looks sort of uphill, but it's it's definitely way down like deep. Like we came down 18, you know, from the green back. Like we were standing by the green just watching people because it was on the front right. So we were watching people put their wet shots real close and. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that, that drive is, is definitely a tough drive. Um, yeah, you tighten up that fairway. It'd be no joke. Cause those, those, uh, trees off the right are just kind of pinned in. So you have to hit a really big cut to be able to put it in anywhere close on that green. Or if you pull it left up onto that hill. Yeah. <laughs> a chance. Especially no, if was, the pins on the left side. I watched, I watched, I watched definitely from, well, about one, two thirty, two o'clock till the final, till they finished. At that in the, in the NASCAR race going. And there was a, I mean, he was even through the first six holes and then he dropped one. I think he got, got a birdie on eight. Mm-hmm. I thought that if somebody could get a couple, three, four on five under within the first, I, I thought four would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Scott made a little bit of a charge. Cameron Young was kind of just spinning his wheels a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he got a little him. nervous, I think. I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, and then he got to the back nine. He got all the way up to 21, and he kind of came back to earth. And then he got a little nerve-wracking there going into um, going into 18 or 17 a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought if one of those guys could make birdie, because Scott had made Scott had made an eagle, he needed a birdie, and he missed birdie on 17 and 18. I thought if one of those guys could drop a birdie and only be one back. It put a lot of pressure on him, but right. unable to do it. So, but um, I'm, here's my comment on Cameron Young. I know he's an American. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him until today, last weekend. Yeah, neither have I. Not, never heard of him. And then I pull his stats, and he's played lights out so far. And supposedly he's like – he mashes the golf ball. Like he's oh, yeah. one of the longest on tour right now. Well, his swing is just – his swing is good, but then he's got this – it's just interesting. They were talking about how him trying to spin out, like when he spins out on an ankle, it just looks like – looks painful. But Well, he also does the Hideki little pause because mm-hmm. we were watching him tee off hole one before we headed down the back nine and he does do a pretty strong pause a lot I realized a lot of the golfers right now are doing a little pause up top I don't know if it was just something that that a lot of uh instructors are kind of coaching their players to do I don't know if it like one, puts puts them better <laughs> in the slot or something I don't know well and Hideki's actually gotten rid of quite a bit of the pause he's yeah he's near what he used to be yeah it's true because I watched him hit a couple wedges and he definitely doesn't pause quite as long as he used to um but I do, before I f- we finish the recap, I got two stories for you, right? <laughs> so that was where, like, kind of, that was kind of the main recap. It was a great day, beautiful weather, good Tito's, you know, great time. Riviera, can't beat the course. I hope the wedding um, was good, too, by the way. The wedding was was brilliant, man. It was awesome. Like a normal L.A. wedding, just like in a, in a backyard venue, like a hidden garden. Nice. It was sweet. Great taco truck. Silly. Nice. But uh, Callie Craig and your boy – uh we're like okay we're gonna get on the back nine let's go check out some shots so as we're walking down the hill um at Riviera you're really close like a lot of the golfers like run into you basically on the paths because it's not you know it's kind of jammed in there in certain areas so you really Mm -hmm. get to be pretty close and they can't always rope rope them off quick enough and uh (laughs) Jason Kokrak comes up the hill 
And, you know, we're seeing him. He's just joking, having a good time, talking. Uh, forget who he was paired up with. I think it was uh, – it wasn't Young because Young was one in um, – wasn't Harris English. Uh, darn, I can't think who it was. Tall guy. Oh, was Putnam. Putnam. Oh, Putnam. Yeah, he was, he was, he was <laughs> with Putnam. So they're kind of chilling, walking up the hill. And I'm just kind of like over here. And then your boy Kokrak goes, bro, bro. Did you see that dime on 17 green? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right as he passes me and me and Cal and Craig, I was like, let's go, go, Craig. <laughs> Checking out the dimes as it's going going by. It's just like the it's just like you, you hear the stories of the baseball players or the hockey players or the, base, or the NBA players. They're all just they kind of they, they lose interest for a little bit in the game. They're like, oh, look over there. And then no they start wonder, talking to the teammates. No wonder he shot over par on, on Sunday. <laughs> He's probably hanging out with the 17 chick. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully he ain't married. <laughs> <laughs> he just outed him. <laughs> All right. He's never coming on this pod. Nope. Yeah, that was funny because we just like that. And then uh, uh, two other quick ones. I was looking at my phone, texting Craig, trying to meet up with him. And I hear somebody – like really close to me. I'm like, no, I I recognize that voice. I look up literally as close. It felt like as close to my mic. Matt Kuchar's just talking to his boy. I'm like, I felt like I was in the conversation. I was that close to him. I was like, I kind of got struck. And I was about to be like, what's up, man? You know, shotgun mulligan. But did you say, did you say, do you remember my boy CC stats and the question (laughs) he asked you about six months ago? Did not because they were just talking about going back to the uh, the crib after he finished up his round. But I thought that That's was funny. funny. But yeah, yeah it was a lot of close isn't, interactions. Isn't he tall too? Yeah, he's a very I tall. Guy. How I tall think he's he taller is. than me. I think he. I think he's a, probably a full six four because he was definitely oh, a little bit taller than me. Easily, um, I'm six three. Uh, but the last one was we we're on the back nine, about to get finished with the day. Um, we were on the left side next, watching Scotty Scheffler tee off and. I'm like, Craig, you know, this is kind of like, I feel like we could take this ball right on the chin. Like, we're a little bit too close. He's like, nah, I mean, like, he, he goes, I definitely would put it right in the crowd here. But, you know, we're good. We're good. Scotty pulls his, his driver back, whizzes it right by our face. Like, everyone, <laughs> like, the whites of our eyes were all, like, zipped right by us. Like, he yanked it. Like, he pulled it left. It had a little bit of a cut on it at the end. So we were all just shook, and then we didn't know what to do. So then we just started going, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. <laughs> and he was so pissed. He did not respond well to that. <laughs> he probably was a poor guy. He was probably scared, like, about took out somebody's life. But You need, you, you need to do. see if you can find the video and then and the video of that swing <laughs> anywhere and then post it. He about cooked me, dude. That was bad. How, close, how, how far away were you guys? We were probably uh, – 15 yards ahead of him on the left you know mm-hmm. what hole were you on uh, I think it was hole 15 maybe okay something like that um you know <laughs> it, was, it was towards the end but he uh but yeah man he about took out your boy moonshine I wouldn't been on the pod this week about took one in the temple last question about uh, uh Riviera did you get to see number six the part three the one with the the, uh, the bunker, bunker in the, middle? in the middle yeah it's crazy it's it's pretty it cool it's unreal it's nutty because it's it's that's the green super sloped like it's it's very sloped front to back or back to front, um, right. so you, that's why you see a lot of them putting it like they're getting a lot of spin going up the hill and then trying to get it to come back. back. Yeah, um, 
and the pin placement was on the front right. Um, so I saw a couple people hit it into the bunker and then a couple. I missed Rory, though. I was following Rory most of the time, but I missed him at six when he ch- almost chipped it in from that mm. bunk. But, uh, but yeah, Good great stuff, time, man. man. Very jealous. Very, very jealous. You got to hang out in L.A. with all we, the, uh, the we pros. definitely would. We definitely would shoot over 100 on that course, though. It's brutal. <laughs> Well, we got a little bit to talk about in the golf world, other than uh, other than uh, uh, Joaquin Neiman shooting back to back sixty threes and winning. Nothing, nothing. I mean, there's not a lot going on, is there? <laughs> not at all. Just Here, stats, here's, man. Open it here's, up. What, what have we got going? Yeah. On? So, I think right after we got off last week, that's when there was a snippet about Bryson possibly joining the Saudi Golf League, which is not really surprising. And then, was it Thursday? Mickelson's comments come out, um, and we can we'll talk about that some more. And I was like, whoa, like this is interesting. Or no, actually, before that, there was the report about there's 20 guys they have signed on, and they're going to drop this dime at at the Players Championship, which I think is very interesting, that to say the least. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but then Mickelson's comments come out. And of course, Rory made comments not once but twice. JT made comments. Um, you name it, people came out and made comments. Uh, and we'll just fast forward to this evening where the breaking news that Nicholson comes out and puts this statement out. And then apparently, obviously, he told his sponsors, whatever, uh, we'll see. But KPMG has dropped him, who's been with him since 2008, straight up just dropped him, um, which I think is huge. Just very, very interesting that, um, I don't know. I don't know what Mickelson was thinking, but I will go into this. You know, Shipnuck, I, I heard some of Chambly's interview this evening. Apparently, this happened back in November when him and Alan Shipnuck was having this conversation. He took it as some of this was off the record. Shipnuck's like, mm, nope, not off the record. Here they are. And then the rest is history. So I guess he's going to um, take some time off now, possibly. But yeah, it's it was. All of the whole thing is interesting. Now, who knows what the Saudi Golf League is going to do? Supposedly, Adam Scott signed an NDA. Lee Westwood possibly signed an NDA. Do they have 20 guys? You know, DJ came out and said he's committed to the PJ Tour. That was somebody we thought might go over there. Bryson has said the same. Do I call bullshit? I don't know. I guess I kind of have to wait and see. I tell you what, I'm curious when they're going to make this announcement, if that truly is going to happen. I thought about this all weekend. I don't think they would make it on Thursday, the same day as the tournament started, because the PGA Tour could be like, you know what, you're suspended. Right. They might make the announcement at like 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon while the guys are still on the course. That's true. That way they can't. But who knows? You think they would pull them off the course? No, I don't think so. You don't think they'd pull a John Rahm and COVID-type stuff? That'd be a little dramatic, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm very interested to see. I'm interested to watch – watch the players championship all the press conferences leading up yeah it's gonna be be interesting yeah it'll be really really interesting but what is k uh, someone had a good response like what is kpmg without phil (laughs) you know yeah i mean his comments were stupid i mean he just he wasn't i think he was just trying to be i don't know funny or whatever or trying to put a little bit of pressure on the pga tour but i think he was um, trying to put pressure but i mean if you're gonna roll with the saudis and you're gonna tell them they're a bunch of killers yeah, good luck, bro. You better not go over to South again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't think it. 
You're like you the only two people that I know. Like, yeah, and going back to your, your, what is it without Phil? The only two people I've seen that KPMG's ever sponsored are Phil Mickelson and Stacy Lewis, and I don't even think she's sponsored by them anymore. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, what is that? He said I used words I recently, or I sincerely regret that do not reflect my true feelings or intentions. You know, just pulls out the the straight PR card. You know, um, it's straight. It's crazy. But, but on top of that, he said, um, he said a few, a few days prior to Mickelson talked about the overlooking poor human rights record to gain leverage on the PJ tour. Uh, you know, I'm reading, this is out of an article with Billy Horschel and Billy Horschel straight up said, uh, he said his comments have likely tarnished his legacy. Wow. Which that's, those, those are bold comments, I think too, but it, it I mean, he called them idiotic and false. And it's, it's not like you don't have lower tier guys coming out making comments. You got Rory and I mean, Tiger has not made a comment and I don't think he will. Right. Rory and JT, guys that he knows and he's friends with. I mean, I would say he's probably more friends with JT than Rory. They're just going, what the hell, man? And of course, you know, he has not played well on the PGA Tour other than when he did win the PGA Championship last year. But he has not played well over the last few months. He, I don't know when he's – he might not play till Augusta, which he said he's going to take some time off, I guess, based upon his statement. So, but Right. Um, apparently, Chambly, though, I caught the tail end of the interview, and I was kind of watching a little bit. But apparently, this is the headline on Golf Channel. Chambly takes apart Mickelson's apology paragraph by paragraph. Oh, wow. So I'm going to have to go watch this interview when we jump off here because. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen the whole apology. I was just seeing the quick little, that little update with just that s- small snippet of him, like basically, you know, apologizing for what he said and then saying he's got to take time off, but I mean, he just, I don't know why he, I mean, he's been so savvy with, you know, his social media and he's getting more active and that's been great for him recently. Um, mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. I don't know what got into him it was kind of bizarre you know that he would just go kind of real loose with his statements i mean well and i think you know obviously he was there or he was on the phone with shipnook having this interview so he obviously took it as one way and i guess he thought he could be more candid and i don't know i mean shipnook's got this book coming out so i'm kind of curious to read that now do you think shipnook kind of pulled the uh the Oki on him and and released it with like with when he Phil was thinking it was off the record or what? Well, Phil even said in his he said if if you go into the, his his comments or his statement, he talks about how they were released without my permission. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm interested to see what happens next <laughs> in the whole thing. But put Phil aside, is the Saudi law golf league going to happen? Is this going to happen? Are there guys? Are there truly twenty guys out there that are going to make the jump? I mean. I don't know. There a week ago after we jumped off, I was like, "Yeah, this is a good done deal." Like, well, I'm there's 20 guys, and I'm thinking DJ Bryson. Then of course this weekend, all those guys come out. I did think it was weird that DJ and Bryson waited till the weekend to make a comment. Like, right. you couldn't come out when everybody else said, you know, John Rahm was emphatic on Thursday. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm sure there's some European tour guys that will probably make the jump. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for some of them. I mean, if there's another tour that they can make a little more cash on and they're just struggling to get kind of 
wins or top tens with the Euro Tour or PGA Tour. It, that makes total sense. But I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain financially if they can't pull any huge names. I mean, if, if Adam Scott's their top name, I don't know about the financial because I mean the Saudi the Saudi government is backing this. I don't think the finances are going to be an issue. But I mean, I how really don't? So they're just going to. I mean, they're going to want some return on their investment, though. Yeah. No, I can agree like with you. Three hundred million dollars and then not get anything back. I mean, that's just the poorest businesses. I mean, and they of course they're loaded with with money. I mean, if it's backed by the Saudi government, but but they're going to want a little bit of money. You would think, yeah. at least, right? Yeah, yeah, and the events TV deals or you know, well that's the thing. Like, what's the t- what's it going to look like TV wise? And apparently the events are only going to be fifty four holes, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the events are going to be overseas, but some apparently are going to be in the states. So I don't know. It's it's we're two weeks off from the uh, players championship, two and a half weeks. So if this truly is going to happen get it on because I'm tired of hearing about it. Like right. it happens or doesn't. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of news over the past 10 days talking about it. And I feel like, all right, they're going to announce something, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about it since last year when we started the podcast, yeah. the yeah. super league, you know, when it was first coming out. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see. Sucks, sucks for, I, 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 I don't know what I want to say. I feel bad for Phil. Maybe the way the comments came out there, but he said what he said. He didn't. He didn't lie that he didn't say him. Right. So, you know, stick your foot in your mouth. This is what happens. But yep. he's got to deal with it. I yeah, mean, exactly. But we got the PGA National this week, though, man. PGA National Honda Classic. A little Florida swing action. Great. Florida swing kicks off. I love the Florida swing. You know why I love the Florida swing? Why's that? Just a little bit closer to Augusta. I like that. Just a little didn't bit closer. Of, I didn't really think about it that way because I'm I'm iffy on the Florida swing. I like a couple of the courses, um, but I get a little bit distracted until the players, and then I enjoy a little bit of Bay Hill because that was always a good event to watch Tiger play in, and um, I enjoy that course. Um, but I don't know. I like the West Coast. I like the West Coast Cali track a little bit more than the florida swing well the nice thing is you got the honda then bay hill then sawgrass so three quality tournaments mm-hmm. the only thing i will say about the honda is i feel like the field has been stronger there's only two of the top 15 in the world playing this week and i think 12 of the top 50 right. top. so that's a little disappointing and we'll talk about we can get into that more in our, when we talk about our picks but you make it through mid-march and you got valspar then it kind of takes a little bit of a dive because you, you got, I mean, some guy, some people. I'll watch the Dell match play, but it's kind of hard to follow at times, and kind of because it goes so long time. But then you got one tournament, and then you're boom. First week in April, you got Augusta. So that's true. Just think, just think, three weeks from now, we'll have just wrapped up the Players Championship, and then we're three weeks out from uh, three weeks out from Augusta. That's true, man. It's coming. It's coming fast. You think Tiger's going to make an appearance, or you think he's he's late into the summer? Saying well, I don't. Did you see Nance's interview with him on Saturday? No, 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 I missed it because it was awkward. I thought I personally thought it was awkward. He asked him, "When are we going to see you again?" He's like, "I'm not sure." Which fair, fair. He talked about how the it's not going. The timeline's not where he would like it to be, and I don't Mm -hmm. think he meant it. 
he would like it to be moving quicker, but he understands it's going to take more time. Right. Nance, Nance kind of asked him something else. And then he said, what about, he goes, well, and Augusta's coming up. What do you think about the part three? And Ty, I, Tyre kind of chuckled and laughed, mm-hmm. but he's like, seriously, I think he was like, seriously, dude, you've already asked me. I've already told you. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, if he, if he, I would, if I'm a betting man, which you know that I am, I would bet that he's going to do everything in his power to, to stay away and he's going to come play Augusta. And that's going to be his starting point. I mean, what, what's a better place to start? Right. It would shock me if he played anywhere else first. He's not going to play the Valspar. You don't think he'll just wait till St. Andrews in the, in the summer once he's much stronger? Because he kind of hinted at that a little bit. What did he say earlier in the year? He said it'd be kind of nice to to play at St. Andrews again if I was to come back or something. That was yeah. like prior to him being in the better place that he's at now. Well, he talked about how it's not so much the golf swing that bothers him. It's not that. So that tells me that he's there with his golf swing. It's the walking. It's the right. four-day grind. And Augusta would probably be one of the harder ones to do. Mm-hmm. But – I don't know. I, I, I find it, it wouldn't, I, I think he's going to do everything in my, in my opinion, which is nobody's, nobody's going to, I think he's going to try to, he's really going to try to be at Augusta. He mm-hmm. plays there. Um, maybe, I don't think he's going to try to go. He can maybe go to what Southern Hills has the PJ championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May. Where's the U S open back on the East coast. We were West Coast last year. I can't remember where the U.S. Open is. Yeah, I don't, yeah I'm not sure where maybe, it's Maybe St. Andrews. I just, six, I mean, he might wait. He, he, you're right. He totally could. But I think, I, I, my opinion, I think he's going to wait till He's going to try to go for Augusta. Yeah, I think he's, he's gearing for Augusta. But I think realistically, I'm going to call St. Andrews. I think it, we're all going to be disappointed because we all want him to come back for Augusta. But I don't think it's going to yeah. happen. I mean – who knows? I love the I love the analysis from everybody. That's just the little snippets we get a tiger. He's walking up the uh, the hill at Riviera, and someone people are all on Instagram. If he can do the hill at Riviera, <laughs> he can play. <laughs> which US is Open. almost which is almost true, man. That that hill is no joke. I was I was heading up that hill to find Callie Craig, and you know, I was huffing and puffing, but Tiger looked all right. The U.S. Open is at Brookline up in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So. That's also Brookline. Good movie. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Greatest no. Game Ever Played. Silly. Oh, Disney movie. I know, dude. With I've never seen it. I'm gonna gotta watch it. Shia LaBeouf. It's with uh, uh it's the oh, story I've, of yeah. I've Francis. watched a little bit. I'm just not a Shia LaBeouf fan, man. He's it doesn't matter. Man. The story of Francis we met winning the U.S. Open. Oh, it's a little bit silly. I like. I'd rather have some Bagger Vance, Will Smith banging the golf ball around. Not a true story. <laughs> Francis, we met. True story. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Caddyshack. <not> true story. <laughs> uh, yeah, so majors are coming up. First one. They're coming. I guess you kind of have the players. It's kind of an unofficial major, but ball's going to start rolling faster here. It's starting to warm up a little bit around here. I had an itch to play yesterday, but I did. You got to, dude. I got to try to get in there and play uh... – Again, because I've done two weeks in a row, I usually try to try to do my Wednesday round. But your boy's got later patience tomorrow. I got to convince him to come in early so I can get out and get my nine in. Keep the tradition. Might have to 
might have to check the forecast for Friday, although I think it's going to be a little chilly. I might, might take some leave on Friday. Might have to at least squeeze in nine somewhere. Yeah, holler just at me, dude. Roll, just roll over to Laurel Hill. Friday's 56 and a little bit of rain, chance of rain. Your boy's just, we'll see. Your boy's just shooting the Botox still, too. I'll be, I'll be ready right. to rock. <laughs> So going into the picks, man, we've been rolling um, early so we can, you know, if in our listeners try to, you know, kind of just banter with their buddies on on who to do DraftKings. Not that we're the, the best DraftKings experts, but we are from time to time. Stats almost getting a place last week. Let me, really it, was, it. it was tight. It was I, real tight. It was very, very tight. Like, and I, I will admit, those of you that listen and maybe took my picks, I apologize because I changed my picks on uh, Thursday morning, dropped some Adam Scott in there, which paid off, paid dividends, kind of, not really. Um, but yeah, I what I was worried about, and I realized it probably about two o'clock on Sunday, I had more holes left with my guys because I had five guys. He only had four, but he had the leader. Actually, the top two guys had the leaders. So that kind of hurt me because I just essentially ran out of holes. And, you know, if Neiman had made a bogey or two coming in, I had a chance. I thought I had an outside shot at second. I moved up a little bit. And the guy, I think one of my guys, Homa bogeyed and uh, Scott bogeyed coming in. So that dropped me to third. But it was tight. That was one of the tightest. There was only like 18 points that had separated first to third. So I was kind of pretty happy with my picks last week. They all did pretty good. I had one that didn't make the cut, but. Is what it is. Right. Well, we got to get into this week's pick, pick stats. You got to keep it up. I'm ready. And get further up the charts. I think we should do I'm, two at a time since okay. it's less less stars in the field. So no one wants to bore with the 6,000s or the 7,000 number guys. But Right. But we'll so start. I, let's start low and go high. All right. Low, low to high. I will tell you that I, I'm going to throw out the disclaimer that it's only Tuesday evening. I still got some more research to do. I think I'm going to stick with these picks this week. But here's my low two. Uh, coming in at 7,200, he has finished in his last two tournaments, 26th at the Genesis and 23rd at the Waste Management. So he's a little, he's a little hot, he's hot and consistent. Sam Ryder. Okay. Yeah. He's Seven to 12 some cuts made. All right. Yep. And then uh, this one might surprise you a little bit. I did a little research, and, and Golf Bet likes him. And honestly, why not, based upon going all the way back to the Sony, 42nd, 25th, 34th, and 33rd. Talk about consistent. I believe he got his first win last year uh, in the fall, maybe? Maybe, maybe it was Corn Ferry. Grace, actually, no, Corn Ferry. Grayson Sig, 7,400. Ooh, I almost pulled him. I thought you were about mm. to say Grayson Murray. And I was like, you are, you've had too much margaritas tonight. But I, I follow Grayson Murray on it. I follow him on Instagram. But I wouldn't, speaking of that, though, I wouldn't be surprised because your boy Moonshine is checking the Bermuda because you know I love the grass. So uh, Grayson has his, his strokes gained on Bermuda greens is pretty damn good. Like he's Murray or Sig? Uh, Murray, 1.181 strokes gained putting on Bermuda compared to normally he's 0. 0.6. So 
So you're uh, you, know what, you, you want another you know what another fun fact about him? <laughs> What's that? He's basically been playing golf in Florida from what I've seen on Instagram for a while. So he's probably prepped and ready. Yeah, I mean he is he play, constantly plays in Florida. I mean he plays he's, with Trump every day. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's always down. He's there, ready dude. to go. We'll see. The Graces. I love Grayson Sig though, man. I had I, just, I had him in my lineup just a little bit ago, but then I pulled it because I did a little shuffling. But he has been playing Grayson, some good golf. Grayson Murray, past player at the uh, Politics and Pros Open of the first tee, Greater Washington D.C. Really? Yeah. Silly. A couple years ago. I like it. All right, give us your next low two. So my low two are real low. But I have faith in them because all I need them to do is make the cut, and they've made some cuts. So my lowest of low, 6,200, made four and nine wow. cut. Yeah, tiny, real low, dude. I'm going real low and then going bottom of the barrel. Ballers. So uh, he's made four and nine cuts. A hint, he uh, lives in, um, I believe he was telling us St. Simons. I might be wrong. Your boy, Andrew Novak. I like it. Georgia plays uh, plays in that general area, plays a lot mm-hmm. of Bermuda. Likely would play better over there. So, Novak, let's make a cut, brother. Let's go. I like it. Former, I like his game, guest. dude. He's he's like he's kind of like uh, McGreevy. They they can go on a little roll. Like they're they're real hot and cold. And he even admitted that he's like, I get on a streak and then I can I can barrel it out and play some good golf. So we'll see. That's what I'm pulling Novak. for. Is to like fire up my phone and like. Six o'clock on the way on five thirty on the way home from work, and look at the leaderboard. And there's a past shotgun mulligan guest just pulling a sixty three out of their ass like Joaquin Neiman. They, That'd be silly. They've had some good rounds, you know. They Dylan Lou and them. Speaking of your boy Dylan Lou, sixty six hundred. <laughs> this is a shotgun mulligan type team, man. Just make last the week, cut, Dylan. Just make the he, cut. Did he not play last week? Correct. No, he didn't play last week. Week okay. he did uh, his last term was Pebble Beach. He was 59th. He did make the cut there. Um, he was playing well, and then he shot 72-73. So um, he went 69-69, and then kind of fell. He didn't fall apart, but didn't have the greatest rounds. Um, but he's made a few cuts, five of eight. Let's do it. All right, why don't you go give us two more? You're next two. All right, let's see. So I'm moving up. Um, so on the theme of Bermuda specialists. So always remember him always competing in the Players Championship, some of these Florida tournaments. Um, he's coming in at 7,400, seven to nine cuts. He is one top 10. That was at the Sony Open. He was fifth. He um, tends to call the law on his wife. Your boy Lucas Glover. I love it. As soon as you said call the law, I was like, I know who he's talking about. <laughs> Man, he better come in top 25 or your boy's <laughs> going to get in trouble. Man, he's, he's going to be calling him again. Oh, that's funny. So then now I'm just rocketing up the – so I went real low, um, but now I'm coming back up. So the next highest at $9,100. Um, he's been playing great golf. Um, he's last two finishes, Pebble Beach, he was 12th, Waste Management, he had a top 10. He's had three top 10s this year. Um, 
best finish was a third at the CJ Cup. Keith Mitchell, another like South, another Southeast guy, because he's um, he's Kiwa, right? I think he lives in Kiwa. Yeah, um, he's one of those that crew. No, Novak's another, in Kiwa too, right? I can't remember. Novak's in no uh, Novak Saint Simons, right? Yeah, I had Keith Mitchell in my lineup. And like I said, I reserve – the disclaimer is I reserve the right to possibly throw him back in, throw somebody back in. He's somebody that I would look at. But he's currently not in my lineup. So, all right, you've given your two. I do like that pick, though, Keith Mitchell. And I believe he's a past winner of the Honda Classic. He is, I think. And, you know, we, we, we joke about this at the first tee all the time. He's a past winner there. Past winners the year before, you know where they played? The politics and pros. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> True, Coo- true story. Coocher playing? <laughs> <laughs> Coocher, he if Coocher wins this year, we can say he played in politics and pros in one right. following year. So, all right, my next low two coming in at 8,100. We're going to go with uh, he's made eight. Oops. Oh, oh, darn. Just took him out. Hold on. Got to add him back. Uh, one top 10, eight of 12 cuts made. He's gone 33rd, 33rd, 33rd. Oh, Pebble, I saw that. Waste Management took. and the Genesis. My man from Scotland, Russell Knox. Russell Knox. I saw that. I was like, that's strange. 33rd three times in a row. But he made a run. He made a run at Riviera, man. He, he was – uh, I put the coverage on back when I got to the house and uh, – or the house, I mean, the, the uh, hotel room, and he was – making a little – they're like, Russell Knox is sneakily coming back. You know, I think he threw a couple birdies on the back nine on – I think it was the third round, right? Uh, he, sh- he shot a 70. On, he shot third round, he shot 74. Fourth round, he shot 70. His worst worst uh, finish over the last – since the start of this, this calendar year, he shot – he was 81st at the American Express. And he was seventh at the Sony. So, I like that pick. 33rd, 33rd, 33rd. You know That's what? Silly. I'm hoping he finishes 33rd or better. I like Russell Knox. I pick him quite a bit. Yeah, I do bit. too. I haven't picked him in a while, but he's he's always a decent decent player, you know. He usually makes the cut. I keep taking him out of my lineup. Hold on. There we go. All Maybe right. it's a sign. Coming Maybe in. he's going to have a crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at uh, $8,600, moving up a little bit, two top tens, which I mentioned to this gentleman on the podcast earlier, two top tens. I'm trying to see where's the other top 10. Oh, the other top 10 was back in the fall. Last three tournaments, 20th, 26th, and 2nd. Cameron Young. Okay. Going on the Cameron Young train. Yeah, and you know what? I'm hesitant. That's And that happened to me last week. I had Degala in there. I pulled him out, put Adam Scott in, took somebody up. I'm a little nervous because he's played so well, but I feel like he, he's going to keep the streak going. Yeah, I think – I don't know, though. I think a lot of these guys that are a little hot but they haven't really done a whole lot before, I feel like they fall off after they've had a good finish. You know, yeah. if they if they had a big break, I mean, like Saheed had or, or like Young had last week, I think it, it does a lot to their psyche. I don't know. Trying to talk me out of them? Yeah, I don't know about that pick, Stats, but – I know. I know. I, I might talk you out of, of it and then he ends up winning next week. Well, and I need $300 more to get Keith Mitchell in the lineup, so I'm going to have to wiggle some things around. I'm going to keep him in right now. We'll keep him in for the podcast. So, all right. Is it your turn or my turn? Yeah, it's my, my turn, turn. The, the last two, okay. right? Yeah. So, all right, uh, go for it. So, I got uh, 9900 
five of five cuts, one top ten. That was at the Zozo in the fall. He was seventh. He's got the flow, tailor made. Your boy Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, it'll be a little windy there, so Fleetwood can know how to play in the wind. Throwing them irons, dude. And he's uh, he's always taping stuff for TaylorMade down in down in Florida. So yeah, you know they either do it down in Florida near DJ and them, or I guess they fly them out to the the West Coast occasionally. But they're always down in Florida taping. So you need know, place a lot down there. Fun fact I heard about PJ National in seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know what player has the most balls in the water over the yeah. last like five years? Ryan Palmer. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. It was just somebody posted it, and I thought it was kind of funny. And I like Ryan Palmer, but kept me that that stat right there kept me away from him for the weekend. Yeah, let's stay away. <laughs> and then my top dog coming in at ten thousand eight hundred dollars, uh, three or four cuts. He had, doesn't have a top ten. He has a couple close finishes, top tens. He had two fourteen um, finishes at Waste Management and Shriners. Um, your boy likes the grass, dude. I'm sorry. Bermuda specialist. Your boy Louie Oosthuizen. Oh, I haven't seen a lot of Louie lately, but how much how much strokes gain would you guess that he has on on Bermuda greens? One point four. Two point zero. Wow, that's strong. Let's go. Strong. Sorry, I'm sitting here watching Tiger. Tiger is not playing, folks. I'm watching the golf's greatest round. Tiger's on 18. This is the one year he won. You know who finished in second or was it tied for the lead or one stroke back on his tiger? Well, it was David Lingmurth. Really? David Lingmurth can play. Like, but he, he fell off. And oh, wow. He was like, yeah, that was – he like three or four years ago, he was kind yeah. of making a little run, and then yeah. that's crazy. Con- con- competed and in, in, in contended to win at uh, the Memorial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know where, you know where David Lingmurth also played golf? Where politics and praise. <laughs> Come on over there. You have no, a good no pro- professional career. That's right. No shameless plugs for the politics and pros. You want more information? Go to firstTDC.org. I love the politic and earlier for the politics <laughs> and pros. No it's a pun intended. Early, but you never know. Hey, we got some. We always have some good, some good people playing there. Good, good pros. All like right. It. So my final two. Final two. Did I give you the wrong. Oh no. Uh, coming in at 8,900, and you can see mine are all pretty consistent. 8,900, two, two top tens, nine top 12s. This guy made a run on Sunday last week, played really well. Uh, 15th, 68th, and 90th over his last three. That's okay. But he had a, he had a nice little run in the top, in the top 30. Mito Pereira. I like that pick. Yeah. He's good. I think. I think I like that pick. I'm pretty cons- I think he played well last week. I think he's going to keep it rolling. All right, last one. Five out of five cuts made, one top 10, six at the Genesis, excuse me, six at the Waste Management, 11th at the Farmers, 36th at the Sony, and 23rd at the uh, Tournament of Champions. And if you want to go back even farther to Maya Kobe, he finished 33rd. So he has not finished out of the top 40 since he's played this year. Billy Horschel. He plays well in Florida. I forgot about him. Yeah. I just remember the Florida swing last – I think it was last year, and he went on a run. Like, he didn't win, but he was – he had some good finishes. Like, he plays really – does he live down there? I don't know. 
yeah, I, I think he, he does, does yeah. right? Those, those guys that live down there play pretty well. You made me I mean, nervous there for a minute because you pause and you're going to be like, I, don't, I was waiting for I don't like pick stats. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it, but then I was, I was going to try to hate on it, but pull, pull a uh, track man and just hate on it for no reason. But, <laughs> but no, then I just remembered him hitting like into some par five eagle on it when I was watching PGA Tour live last year and or a couple, a couple last couple years, I feel like on the Florida swing, I've always seen him. I mean, he plays well out there, so I like can that. Talk, one. Can we talk about PGA Tour live real quick? How so the I coverage had, of everything sucks. Oh, it's terrible. <clears throat> it is awful. And I had it before through Amazon Prime. Right. I bought it like three years ago and loved it because mm-hmm. I could watch. They would show the coverage at nine a.m. Jump around. Now ESPN has the coverage, and it's mm-hmm. terrible. They have one group that they follow. It's just – I don't know. At least that's all I can find. If I'm wrong, I'll eat crow next week, but it's not the same. Like, I mean, granted, I have ESPN Plus for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. Golf golf is one of them. The Masters coverage is really good. But, like, if I want to watch the featured hole, I should be able to watch the featured hole, the featured group, and then I should be able to watch whatever. Right now, I think you can only watch one channel. Maybe that's going to change. I don't know, but it's been a little disappointing. And obviously, I got two on the wall, so that's I could watch it on both. But right, especially if I want to watch something early, I'm like, oh, I can flip it on. Now, Golf Channel is usually on a little about an hour and a half before it comes on network. But I've been a little disappointed. Well, I've been livid about just in general the coverage. Like, and, and all golf fans have been talking about it quite a bit. But I get back from the tournament and. I'm trying to watch some coverage when I just got back just to see how guys are doing for the last hour that I've missed out on it. And it's nowhere. It's on ESPN plus, I think still, but they took yeah. it off golf channel, like in the mid round, like I think it was three o'clock or something from three to the rest, I think till five or something. Then they brought it back on the golf channel or something, but there was some little gap for the Chubb classic. Like who is the fuck is watching the Chubb classic? Like, did you watch the Chubb Classic? I did not watch the Chubb Classic. I know like, Bernard Long. That won. drove me crazy, dude. Like, what who, day was this? This was on Saturday, I think, and Sunday. I think they they put on the Chubb Classic. Well, I watched it on the Golf Channel until there was a gap. There was a I gap watched, in the afternoon. Well, it was on point. until about two forty, and then on the Golf Channel, and then. They kind of did the studio thing where they would cut in and out for 20 minutes. And then at three o'clock after Jawan Howard smacked the assistant coach from Wisconsin in the face, it came on TV. <laughs> it was on network. It was on CBS. Really? Yeah. Maybe I it's because you, yeah, you were in LA. Maybe. Actually, it may have been because I, I literally went to CBS and I was just like, what the heck is going on? It's the weekend. Golf Channel stopped. And then there was some random. Oh, yeah. There, it wasn't on. I went to CBS and it was. Uh, some paid programming on back massages or something. I'm like, what the hell is going on? That must be California, California TV programming. Yeah. I don't know what, what happened, man. California, I guess they got to do everything different, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty state though. Good times. Well, I'm glad you had fun in LA. I'm glad you got to go to the Genesis. Sounds like it was a good time. It's definitely a tournament I'd like to go to, but. I do want to, I do want to know if you have any DJs Vic pets yet before we go i have not made any degen yet um i think i i will tell folks that i think billy horschel would probably be a good bet uh, i like to keep mitchell pick for you 
and I really like the Grayson Sig pick. I think I I like I could see Horschel and me picking Horschel and uh, Mitchell to possibly top, to win in top mm-hmm. ten, top five. Grayson Sig top five. I could I could definitely see him. I'm sure his odds are pretty well up yeah, there. Top, I think it was like top ten is uh, plus uh, twelve hundred to mm-hmm. win. To win, he's uh, plus uh, seven thousand. Yeah. I so, think that's uh, that's a good that's good odds for him. That's pretty good. One buck when he's seventy bucks. I like that one. I might take that. But your boy <laughs> is gonna take it. So last year I started the uh, Chase Kepka one just for oh, fun. Jesus. I won't do Chase Kepka this year. He although he almost made the cut at the Honda last year, but then he put one on the drink, I think, on the bear bear trap and then didn't make it. Who are you taking? <laughs> Mr. Florida. Grayson Murray, <laughs> oh, nice. one, one buck once you one buck wins you five hundred buns. Let's go! Wow, he's his what, odds are just as crappy as Chase Kapka's, dude. You should you should you should screen cap that and send him a message on Instagram. Say let's say go. if he wins if he wins he's got to come on the pod. Right. <laughs> or actually, even if he finishes top ten, he's got to come on the pod. Right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. So that's my crazy one. Let me give you, let's give the listeners one that's a little more realistic. Um, I'm going to book it, stay with the DraftKings, is uh, plus 3,500 Keith Mitchell to win. I like it. Fast winner. Yeah. And it's course really well, obviously. Yep. You know, I just was looking at right around the same um, vicinity as Grayson Murray. Richie, we're, we're winning. I don't know how he's played. Wierenski, yeah. yeah, yeah. This just seems like a course that he might, he might just pop up, and that's 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 the fun thing about golf. Sometimes some of these guys struggle, 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 and all of a sudden, boom, they find something and then kind of gets them going a little bit. So there's oh, some guys that I've never heard of. Rick Lamb, never heard of him, and I think there there might have been a story on Golf Channel about him. So I will have to look that up and send it to you. McGreevy's playing. He's also plus five thousand. Uh, I'm trying to see if if I can if there's a good make miss cut that I was thinking of, but no, they don't have it. I was gonna say uh, Ricky Fowler to miss the cut, but but it's not. Did you in see? There. Speaking of speaking of bets, did you see the guy that made a thirty place a thirty? I shouldn't say guy; it could have been a female. Thirty five thousand dollar bet for Joaquin Neiman to win wire to wire. Really? Paid like a million dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> when he was sweating coming into seventeen? <laughs> I love these sweats, dude. Uh, we'll we'll have one one day. We'll all be sweating. Yeah. So, hey, gotta, but you know what? Until then, gotta, gotta get, up, get and up, down. up and down. Let's go. Let's go.